In terms of the details of the fight for our original meeting for Shuchenko and I, it's kind of lost on me, not only because it was almost 10 years ago, it's simply because I was still so new and I remember so little from that fight, I can't possibly take those experiences. And I've adapted so much as a fighter between then and now that if I called back to that person, that would take away from who I am today. Trying to dunk, put it over onto the canvas. Oh, huge slam by Carmouche, man. It doesn't matter what uh, it was in the past. This fight, it's not revenge, it's not something like personal. It's only about the fighter business. Oh, oh my God, oh my God. This is why I'm trained so hard all this time to finish all my opponents. This is why I'm going to this fight. I don't think I'll need the five rounds. I'm prepared in my head to go all five, if that need be. But if it, it comes in the first 10 seconds of the first round, then I'll take it in the first 10. Montevideo, Uruguay is the newest destination for the world-famous Octagon as the MMA leader unlocks another territory in South America. This coastal capital city will host a very international collection of fighters all looking for glory this weekend. Hello and welcome inside the Antel Arena and to the ESPN pre-show. My name is John Gooden, joined alongside by former welterweight title challenger Dan Hardy and combat sports veteran reporter Heidi Andro. Now, guys, welcome to Uruguay was not a sentence that I ever thought that I'd be saying, but what a privilege it is to be here in Montevideo. Well, at least you can say it properly. I'm not even going to attempt to. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> you are, you are. You know, it's really a great pleasure to be here because we're making some more history. We've had the opportunity to do that earlier this year in the Czech Republic and in, in Prague, of course. Last year, we were down in Argentina making some history and in Chile earlier last year. So uh, it's just really tremendous to be here and an honor and a privilege to be a part of the UFC expansion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we go much further, let's pull up the schedule then and see what we've got coming up on today's show. And joining us on set, the woman who will look to defend her flyweight belt, Valentina Shevchenko, will stop by. Heidi will talk with Liz Carmouche, who attempts UFC gold for a second time tomorrow. We're going to do a deep dive into the rest of UFC Fight Night Montevideo, and Dan will give his picks for the main card. Now let's start by taking a look at the ESPN Plus main card tomorrow night, which kicks off with featherweights Enrique Barzola and Bobby Moffitt. Multiple-time world champion jiu-jitsu player Hodolfo Vieira makes his UFC debut against promising Polish prospect Oscar Pichota. And it's a top 10 light heavyweight affair between Özdemir and Latifi. Then, let's fast forward to the headliner. It is a battle for flyweight gold. Shevchenko will hope to make her second title defense and will look to equal her emphatic knockouts that she did against Jessica I, where she unleashed one of the most ferocious kicks we have ever seen inside the octagon. My last fight was June 8th in Chicago against Jessica I. It was KO in the first round. Oh! Oh my God. Oh my God. She is out cold. With a huge highlight tonight. 
I do my best in my training camp to perform me as good as I can. And of course, when I see opportunity to finish the fight, I do it. It feels good to have UFC belt on your waist and walk out from the octagon with the belt. I just want to show the best of me. Okay, let's take a look at some numbers on the defending champion. She's currently running a three-fight win streak. Along that journey, she violently overwhelmed Cachoeira, scoring the highest strike differential in UFC women's history. And that kick we just saw is one of only seven to land and consequently win a title fight. Dan, people already hold her in high regard, and that was as a bantamweight, but her work at 125 has been simply exemplary. It has, Lex, exactly what we expected. You know, bantamweight, she was always undersized, no matter who she was fighting, but still held her own. But now moving down in the right weight class, we can really see her skills show the show the full extent of what she's capable of. And Heidi Carmouche made history, looking to make some more at her most natural weight class. Absolutely, this is the place for her. She's only fought big weights for a title. Never had she had a chance to do it in her natural weight class. I'm excited about this matchup for her. Great stuff. Well, let's get this rolling. Here is Emiliano Candido. Buenas tardes, bienvenidos Uruguay. Al pesaje del UFC Fight Night, Shevchenko contra Carmouche. Fuerte el aplauso para las chicas del octágono. Fuerte el aplauso para Jen Shelby y Dave Shaw. Sin ellos esto no sería posible. Comenzamos con las preliminares en la categoría de peso mosca. Femeninas se enfrentan Verónica Macedo y Poliana Viana. There she is, Poliana Viana, currently on a two-fight losing skid, but don't count her out just yet. And she took this fight on short notice. This was supposed to be Rachel Ostevich. She did so, and she's fighting in a different weight class for the first time since 2015. So she's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion. I have to assume because of the short notice camp fight camp that she's actually going to take her opponent to the ground and, and go, to, go for the submission here. Camacedo from Venezuela. I was brought up in Miami, and for this camp, I prepared in Vancouver with my good friend Gabby and the guys from Diaz Combat Sports. In my corner tomorrow, I have Ryan Diaz from Vancouver, Canada, and Fernand Lopez from Paris, France. Veronica Macedo, a lifelong martial artist, looking for her first win in the Octagon this weekend. She's also brought in a nutritionist this time as well, which made our whole weight cut so much easier. Only a couple of pounds to cut last night was uh, very impressive. Going to try and translate that into an explosive performance tomorrow. I know she's been working on her ground game as well, and she is a, a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. I should reference that. Sounding more positive than I've ever heard her during fight week, yeah. coming into this one. So Alex De Silva, the youngest fighter on the card at 23, and interestingly making his 23rd professional fight as well, found out he struck up an unlikely friendship with England's own Darren Till when he was in Brazil. Apparently he really took him under his wing, helped pave the way, which would have given him, you know, some security in these moments as he makes his second appearance here in the UFC. Finished all of his wins, 17 of those finishes coming in the first round as well. 
And what a great fight this is going to be. Kazula Vargas coming in of an 18-second head kick knockout over a former UFC fighter. He's a very talented southpaw, likes to get inside, he's got very, very strong takedowns. But the one thing to watch out for tomorrow is that counter right hook. If he catches you with that, he's going to jump on your neck and strike you with agility. And we saw Alex De Silva in his last fight. He's very aggressive, almost too aggressive. That might be a problem for him in this fight against Vargas. 31st Mexican. Trained with Rafael dos Anjos at Black House last year. So some very good sparring there. Geraldo de Freitas y Chris Gutierrez. I'm Chris El Guapo Gutierrez. I train out of Factory X in Inglewood, Colorado. My dad's Colombian, my mom's from Guatemala. I became the first Guatemalan fighter to fight in the UFC Octagon. Uh, before I started uh, fighting, I was actually a pretty decent soccer player as well. A talented all-round athlete, as you can see, picked up his first stoppage loss on the Ultimate Fighter. And I feel that was a real wake-up call for him. In his actual UFC debut against McDonald, he looked excellent. Great footwork, chopped at the lead leg, and the last 10 seconds he threw an armbar and a guillotine at him. So this guy does not stop until the final bell. Geraldo de Fritas, he's used to being the short notice opponent, but he said for the first time he got a full 10-week camp down at Nova Nuao. He feels that is going to be the biggest difference for him. Dan, we spoke about it uh, earlier today, about just that loose style that he has, uses the striking to mix it up to, to, uh, to take it to the ground, so he uses a lot of combinations. This is a guy who feels like he's better than he's ever been, and uh, he thinks he's going to finish it inside the distance. Interesting. Both of these are very like flow state fighters. The, the fight's going to move from one range to another very smoothly. Lots of high kicks, lots of scrambles. This is going to be a fast paced one from the first bell. Looking forward to this one. They can't take their eyes off of one another. Raulian Paiva, 18 and 2 as a martial artist. Now, Coming into this fight, I feel like he's going to be really pushing for the finish here, but against Bontorin, that's going to be tough. What we, what we do have here in this fighter is a lot of experience, though. He fights to the distance very, very well. He stays active throughout. He finds his way inside with good head movement and a lead jab to start breaking his opponent down, but very, very adaptable no matter what's thrown at him. See how fired he up as well. <laughs> Well, here is Rogerio Bonterin, 15 and 1. He is a farmer come fighter. I was really impressed with his debut. Took a big name out in Bibelatov in Fortaleza earlier this year. Not so happy about being scheduled against a fellow Brazilian for this one, but it's all business. I feel that he was just thinking once he got promoted from that regional scene that he would be fighting international names. Now, he's actually a bantamweight fighter, and you can see here, oh, it's getting a little tasty. You see, Piva wants to. Close that distance early. Sean Shelby Sh getting a shoulder workout. <laughs> Bonserine, steely focus as ever. Exciting flyweight fight. Contra Marina Rodriguez. Primero se acerca a la balanza, Marina Rodriguez. There she is, Marina Rodriguez. She was born in Baja. 
Rio, I'm gonna say this wrong too, Rio Grande Sul, Brazil, approximately 300 miles from right here in Montevideo. She expects to have a great crowd on hand because of that. Now, you look back at her fight against Maria Oliveira in the Dana White Contender Series. She threw some vicious elbows. She plans to do that again in this fight. Um, and she, this is a great measuring stick fight for her in terms of where she's gonna go in the division. Hey guys, Tisha Torres, AKA the Tiny Tornado. I was born in Fall River, Massachusetts, but my parents are Puerto Rican and Portuguese. Most people think that I eat super healthy because I'm super lean and athletic looking, but in reality, I honestly eat M&Ms the week of my fight. <laughs> and she is absolutely shredded as well. I was watching a Train American Top Team the other week doing a lot of body, body lock stuff. I'm expecting her to try and get inside very quickly on Rodriguez and try and get this fight to the floor. You can see how good of an athlete she is, and she's a veteran in this division as well. Lots of experience against former, current, and potential future champions. Yeah, told me this week that she needs to stop being so nice. Yes. There's just not enough flash points in her fights. El primero que hace ingreso es Rafael Pessoa. Rafael Pessoa, the biggest fight on the card. Actually, Cyril came out and watched him step on the scales to see what uh, what weight he was pushing around this weekend. He's a big, powerful, ferocious striker. He's going to come crashing forward and he's going to try and land those heavy hands quickly. He's got good takedown defense. Not that I think he's going to need it in this fight, but if he does find himself in the clinch, watch those short-range elbows. He can smash somebody up in the distance and then knock him out with a power punch. See Andre Dida in his corner as well from Evolucao, Kudachiba. They spar hard down there. But this is a man that I have been waiting to see. He's been across all the scouting reports, Cyril Gunn. He is one of Francis Ngannou's sparring partners down at the MMA factory in Paris. And the man he just handed a t-shirt to is Fernand Lopez. He would have learned an awful lot of lessons getting Francis to a world championship title shot. And now he can put it into his younger fighter, this new project, Terminator 2, he called it. And this is, this is an interesting one. A lot of people will be having their eyes on this fight. He is a scary individual. Gan has got a, a great tie boxing style and, and a real, real consummate finisher. Pumped to be uh, bringing the UFC to France oh, yeah. in January 2020, I'm sure. Perfect timing. There he is, the undefeated Russian fighter holding a record of 20 and 0, 13 knockouts to his credit. He's a former M1 Global Welterweight Champion. This is just his third fight in the UFC, but guys, look at the guys he's beat thus far. First, it was the former Welterweight title challenger, Tiago Alves, and then former UFC title cha challenger, Okami. So if that's any indication of what's to come for this guy, watch out. Well, there is Gilbert Burns. He is looking to keep the win streak going for the Burns family after his brother did so very well on the Contender Series, got himself a contract. I was actually in the elevator with Greg Jones earlier on this week, and he said to me that when it comes to Gilbert, it doesn't matter who he fights. They have that much confidence in him, and I'd ask him why they took this fight against such a dangerous Russian fighter with so much experience, and they've done so on late notice. Just goes to show how much those guys, guys at Hard Knocks 365 yeah. think about their Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach. I'm Bobby the Wolfman Moffat from Homewood, Illinois, fighting out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Team fight ready, and I like uh, long walks on the beach and choking people. Sounds like a beauty pageant contestant if I've ever heard one, you guys. <laughs> no, Bobby Muffet, 
he mentioned that he's in Scottsdale now at Fight Ready. He followed his trainer, Eddie Chaw, there. They've worked together closely for three years. Said that was a really tough choice, but was the right choice. And he, this is actually his first time fighting out of the country. So we'll see if that has any issue on, on him in this one. And against Enrique Barzola, he has someone that can push him to the full 15 minutes. Barzola's a heavy, Barzola's a heavy handed fighter who likes to push forward. But in this fight, he's going to be trying to get to the back. He's got four rear naked choke finishes. All of his submissions, in fact, are rear naked choke finishes. And getting to the back of Bobby Moffitt is going to avoid all that anaconda nonsense that he doesn't want to get caught in. Walks on the beach is fine, getting choked out, not so much. Anaconda nonsense, Anaconda. Eh? <laughs> So, but one thing to say about Barzola, he too switched things up from ATT to AKA. So he's been on the mats with some very high-level Russians, of course, the champion, and the other champion that goes by the name of DC. Oscar Piejota. Primero hace su camino, Oscar Piejota. So, Polish fighter Oscar Piejota makes the journey across the sea, returning from shoulder surgery. And despite facing a real true breed grappler, they really didn't change things up for this fight. The only thing that he said he did that in was enlisting the help of Joanna Jungjacek's former strength and conditioning coach, a guy who goes by the name of Mirek Babiaz. And with that shoulder surgery, it's really given him a, a good platform, some great rehabilitation so that he feels he's in good shape against the bigger man. Adolfo Vieira is really going to push him back, though, and try and get him on the ground very, very quickly. You can see that all five fights have been finishes, one knockout, four submissions. I mean, this guy's grappling credentials are off the charts. Ridiculous. But watch how he kind of plays the game. He'll draw his opponents in, he'll allow Pejota to push forward, and then he'll reverse the script, he'll drive up against the fence, start working that double leg. And working to the back of Pejota is going to be, uh, going to be Adolfo's game all the way through this one. Pejota's a great grappler in his own right, ADCC yeah. champion in Europe. So he's Vinny feel, as there we well. go, exactly. He's going to feel like he's got some skills in this one to contend. Frente a Ilir Latifi, el primero, Ilir Latifi. So this fight was originally set for Sweden, then Newark, and now here. And that man, Latifi, told me he was absolutely devastated he didn't get to fight at home in Sweden, in his home hometown of Stockholm. So the only thing that has been different is he's then given him some time to move away from All-Stars and over to ATT to bolt onto that camp from beforehand and do some good knowledge sharing on that mat. Getting the ideas from Junior Dos Santos and all the great coaches, so it's been a really valuable addition. Well, the thing is, he's an excellent athlete and there are so My many things to add to his game. game. I'm from Switzerland, but I'm half Turkish. When I was younger, I was a goalkeeper in soccer, but now I'm one of the hottest prospects in the UFC and I like to get it done in no time. There's no doubt that uh, Volkan Uzdemir is going to find himself defending takedowns in this fight. And I think that plays into his game because the best knockouts that we've seen from Volkan Uzdemir have been very, very close range. Short punches to the sides of the head of his opponent, knock them out cold, and then he follows up with one or two shots. So in the clinch, Latifi's got to watch out for that short range power. Saw him with some old school guys as well, with uh, Sergei Karitanov and also with Overeem doing some training out in Thailand. Bandanai trying to get back in the wing column after this beautiful knockout finish and his first fight here. Nice, nice knee to the face there, but after that, I, I feel like that may have elevated his confidence too much. As he stepped into the UFC, I feel like he thought that he was going to take this division by storm, and he's had a couple of setbacks. Now he's got a good opportunity to take out a real strong prospect, someone that's got a lot of respect on his name. 
didn't want to even talk to me about those past fights, Dan. He just wanted to look to the future. Took his training to Brazil as well, so changed things up to try and make a difference. And you hear the crowd going wild for their hometown guy, Eduardo Garrigo. He makes his UFC debut in his home country. He's not taking this lightly either. He said this is a tremendous honor. Definitely wants to get the win. He's 30 years old, guys, making his UFC debut. And he gave up battling in the courtroom for battling inside the octagon. He was a lawyer and gave it up. There's a lawyer joke in there somewhere. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but uh, incredible. Oh, oh. Trying to strong arm him is Umberto. Look at that punch, reach. At least you can punch your way to a victory in the octagon as opposed to the courtroom. That'd be very frustrating, I think. Exciting to see a representative of Uruguay here for these fans, and he's getting a really lovely reception as well. Vicente Luque contra Mike Perry. El primero en subirse, Mike Perry. Who doesn't love themselves? Some platinum Mike Perry. I mean, this guy, he says it like it is. You know, he's been on weight for this fight, which is something that was a little different than his last one. He lost 25 pounds in his last fight. For this one, he came in to Montevideo weighing 179. The rest of the weight just came off. He said he had to get rid of the chocolate. That was the difference. Unlike Tisha Torres, <laughs> he, had to, he had to ditch the chocolate on fight. He wants to be calm. And he also said he plans to salsa this guy. I think we're in tango land here, but uh, he, you know, he showed it with the head movement at the media day the other day. That's true. He's been shadow boxing all week, shadow boxing and dancing. He was just doing it earlier. He's yes. got to make good decisions against Vicente Luque, one of the most underrated fighters in this division. Stringing victories together, finishes all the way through his fights. Oh, he's coming on a five-fight win streak, boy. I was slip? expecting this one to be a bit of a scrap at the face-off here. Mike Perry's ready to go, look. But Vicente Luque is no nonsense at all. An accurate striker, really, really well-rounded, and he'll attack head and arm chokes anywhere you offer them as well. Anacondas, dash chokes, whatever's there, if he doesn't get the finish. Ahora llega el momento más esperado de la velada porque se viene la pelea estelar entre Valentina Shevchenko y Liz Carmouche. Y aquí tenemos la previa del combate de peso mosca femenino. She is one of the best martial artists on the planet Earth because this woman is an assassin. Oh! Oh my God. Oh my Valentina God. Valentina Shevchenko! She is out cold. With a huge highlight tonight! She has just demolished people at 125 since she's going back down. And there's the tap. Flyweight division. Say hello to your worst nightmare. It's going to take a Herculean effort for somebody to dethrone her up 125. Since first my fight in UFC, my goal was to become a champion of UFC. And here I am, having the belt, and now my goal, not letting it go, never. I don't find Valentina intimidating, and I don't know if maybe it's because I've already competed against her and I've already beat her in a weight class that I didn't belong in, that I was far too small for. Maybe it's all the years of being in the UFC and everything that I've endured with having done things like fought Ronda. The girl Rilla, Liz Carmouche, the first woman to enter the octagon. That type of fight and make history, all the stress that went into that prepared me for any fight that comes after that. It's not spoken of enough that I have beat two of the current champions. Liz Carmouche defeats Jessica Andrade. Not only have I beat two of our current UFC champions, but I've beat 
champions from other fight organizations as well that came into the UFC thinking that I would be a stepping stone to build their career. Whoa, huge slam by Carmouche. So if that doesn't say champion, I don't know what does. In this fight in UFC Uruguay, I will do my best. I will show all kinds of techniques, all kinds of skills. Oh! I will engage and I will do everything to finish the fight as soon as I can. It's going to be bloody, it's going to be painful, it's going to be a showcase for the fans to enjoy. I'm pretty confident going in there that that ball is mine. I expect from this fight, of course, the victory. And nothing can stop me. Ahora es el momento de la retadora, Liz When the call came to fight for the belt, Liz Carmouche was already prepared to fight Roxanne Modaferri. Then she extended her camp once again and has smashed all of her targets and markers, leaving her in the best possible shape that she could ever have hoped for. She has never felt better than that. And she really, Dan, didn't feel optimal at bantamweight. This has been a completely different look to fighting ever since she came down to 125 pounds. And she is ready to take on the champion. And she's got to be in shape for Valentina Shevchenko, one of the, the most decorated and talented MMA fighters that we've got on the roster. Yeah. I mean, in every range, she's dangerous. We, we've covered this on Inside the Octagon in depth. It doesn't really matter where you take the fight. Valentina Shevchenko's dangerous. She's, she's going to be throwing kicks at, to a distance. She's going to be trying to chop her up with those kicks, sets her up for the hands, and then if it clinches up, we know that Shevchenko doesn't mind a body lock from her opponent because she's got those beautiful hip tosses from her judo background. She just seems so relaxed in every single situation. And at media day, she was really kind of nonchalant towards Liz Carmouche. Just owning it as her own moments. Primero, vamos a hablar con la retadora, con Liz Carmouche. Liz, contanos qué, qué se siente estar aquí en Uruguay. Esta pelea, what do you think about the fight? I'm very excited for this fight and looking forward to tomorrow. Estoy muy emocionado por la pelea. Estoy esperando que sea ya mañana. Fuerte el aplauso para la retadora Liz Carmouche. Y ahora hablamos con la campeona Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina, ¿qué se siente estar acá en Uruguay también? Tu primera pelea por el título. What do you think about your fight, your second the defense of your title? Hola Uruguay. Uh, me siento muy orgullosa de estar parte del primer evento UFC en Uruguay. Uh, estoy preparada muy bien para la pelea mañana con todo para ser uh, siempre adelante hasta la victoria. Estoy segura el cinturón va a ir conmigo. Nos vemos mañana. I will defend my title tomorrow till the victory forever. Valentina Shevchenko. Wow, a rousing speech there by Valentina. If she wants the mic, Dan, you give her the mic. And what about that staring contest as well? That was really intense. I'm even more amped now for the fight. Okay, well, now the battle with the scales is done for all the fighters. Let's look ahead to the fight day now. So tomorrow, August 10th, we start with the ESPN Plus prelims at 5 p.m. Eastern. The ESPN Plus main card begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we will be back on the post-show with Dan, Heidi, interviews and more after the conclusion of the main event once again on ESPN Plus.
I didn't think that it would take me six years to fight for the belt again, but the fact that I'm finally doing it, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in.